Okay. Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And we know that if we want to continue to celebrate life as we age, we have to be mindful how we take care of our bodies. And today's show is going to be especially helpful. I promise you that. Our guest today is Danette Smith. Danette is the president of Mended Hearts and is joining us to share all about an all-too-common condition known as PSVT. I can't pronounce it, and you're here to tell us more, so welcome, Danette. Thank you so much, Eileen. I appreciate you having me on the show. And, and yes, this is a really important topic and, and one that needs to be um, uh, put out there for people to know what it is. And, and to let you know what P- the PSVT stands for, it's, it's kind of hard to pronounce, but uh, it's proximal supraventricular tachycardia. And it's a um, it's a rapid it's a form of rapid heartbeat. Um, it can happen at any time. It can start and stop without any kind of warning. So um, uh, it's it's just basically an, an issue where your heart beats too fast and it it uh, kind of jumps in and out of rhythm at at will. So um, it's it's pretty important that people know about it and what to expect and how to treat it. Well, and we had a chance to chat before we went on air, and I have to say um, I had not heard of, of this, uh, and certainly it, it'll take a while for me to learn how to pronounce it for sure. But, I mean, my gosh, I am uh, thinking that this condition is probably far more prevalent than anybody realizes. It really is. Uh, I, I had no idea. Um, I guess I was in my mid-40s or, or a little later when I had my first episode, and I was asleep um, 2 o'clock in the morning, and, and uh, all of a sudden I woke up with my heart beating 250 beats a minute. And I sat straight up thinking, God, am I have a heart attack? What is going on here? So, um, you know, it's, it scares you. And um, it takes a while to get it uh, diagnosed, unfortunately. It's hard to catch because it can start and stop at, at you know, within a, in a moment. So uh, I, I know my doctor had said, okay, when you have an episode, come to the emergency room so we can get an EKG. Well, by the time I got there from across town, it had usually converted itself and was back to a normal rhythm. So, you know, that went on and on for months before they could finally catch it and properly diagnose it. Uh, so it's it's something that you've got to be aware of, and you know it. I mean, it feels like you're running a marathon and you're going nowhere. With your heart beating so fast, you get dizzy, you have uh, your pulse is, is running fast, you have chest pressure, uh, shortness of breath, and, of course, anxiety because you don't know what in the world's going on. Um, you can actually faint from it. Um, you have sudden fatigue from it because it's like, like I said, you're running a marathon, you're going nowhere, but you're still exhausted. So it's it's pretty frightening when it happens, but, uh, you know, it's manageable if you know what it is and, and are aware of it. Oh, and it certainly does sound frightening. And the thing is, too, is I would think you wake, like you said in the case when it started with you, you wake up in the middle of the night, your your heart's pounding like crazy. Well, that would get me all stressed out, and my heart would pound more because my heart's pound. I mean, it's a vicious cycle, I would think. Right. Emotionally, it'd be terribly frightening. Absolutely, it is, especially if you don't know what it is. You know, the first thing in thought in your mind is, am I having a heart attack? 
um, uh, you know, and, and, and it's not. It's not a heart attack. It's just a, um, it's a little faulty thing that most of the time you're born with, uh, and it just uh, presents itself with all of a sudden it'll, your heartbeat will get in a loop and so that it's just going faster and faster and faster, and uh, uh, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, my daughter had the same thing. I have other relatives who had the same thing, and uh, it's male or female, but um, it's usually harder to get the female diagnosed because, as we all know, uh, it, of course it's gotten better, but when women present to the hospital, it's, oh, well, you're just stressed out or you've had too much coffee and, and uh, we need to give yeah. you something to uh, to help your nerves. You know how that goes. So uh, uh, you have to be persistent with uh, getting back. Well, and Danette, the other thing that, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I, I think the other thing that would be, you know, very difficult is what is the difference between this and a, a panic attack? How can we, if, if this happens to us or if we're trying to tell the doctors what's going on, I mean, what are the distinctions maybe between having a panic, panic attack and having an episode of PSVT? Well, PSVT is is actually something that that mechanical that goes on inside your heart. Uh, I'm certainly not a doctor, but this is the way it's been explained to me. It's like when a computer gets into a loop and and your data just keeps going around and around in a circle. Uh, there's a, there are electrical paths inside your heart that cause your heart to beat. So uh, if you're born with an extra little path in there, then then, then that electrical uh, signal can get caught in that loop, and your your heart's just sitting there, just pounding, you know, because it can't go back to a normal rhythm, and and it takes usually going back to uh, to the ER and and uh, being given a drug to have it converted, which is pretty scary in itself, or it'll stop wow. on its own if it can get out of that loop. So it's uh, it's. It's pretty. It's pretty frightening, and and uh, you know, you you really until you know what it is, then absolutely your anxiety is going to set in because you don't know, you don't know what to do about it. It's it just kind of takes over, and then you get to be nervous because you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to be, um, you know, going on a trip and have this happen, and you're in a strange place. And I mean, the first thing I would do when I would go anywhere was make sure I knew where the hospital was. <laughs> and that's no way to oh, live. Well, and the other it's, thing uh, is, that, like difficult. you say, I mean, yeah, and how difficult it would be to diagnose because there's no way you yeah. could, you know, see an electrical pathway in the heart right. with an X-ray or a, I would think or an MRI. That's true. So, what, what do you suggest if? Well, first off, I do want to talk about this wonderful organization you're involved with, and actually are the president sure. of Mended Hearts. But before we yes. get to there, what if our listeners think, okay, I might have this? Uh, what would the first steps you would recommend that they take? See a cardiologist. Go to your doctor and and tell them what's going on. Tell them your symptoms. Uh, let them know when it starts and stops. How many episodes you've had. Um, they may be able to put you on a Holter monitor for a, a month to try to catch, actually catch one of these. Uh, that never worked for me because I never knew when I was going to have them. And as soon as I took the monitor off, then I'd have one. So, you know, it's it's oh, kind of difficult to catch, but just be persistent. Um, and, and I tell especially women, uh, be your own advocate. Advocate for for. Um, a diagnosis and for for care you've got to say no this is not my nerves this is not a panic attack this is something going on with my heart that's mechanical it's it's something going on that's wrong in my heart and just keep on until they finally diagnose it and uh, so you know what you're dealing with and how to deal with it 
Well, you mentioned there are medications. Are there other treatments available today that people could, you know, maybe suggest to their cardiologist or at least ask, inquire about? The only thing right now that's available is um, uh, ablation. Um, it's invasive. Uh, they uh, do a catheter in, uh, ablation, uh, go up into the heart, find the, the extra path that is causing the issue, either with with cold or heat, to um, sever that path so that it doesn't can't get into that loop anymore. Um, the only other thing is go to the emergency room and be um, be converted back into rhythm. Uh, they they have a drug that they can uh, give you that will cause your heart it feels like your heart's stopping but uh, it cuts puts it back into normal rhythm it, it you know that's pretty frightening but there's really not anything right now i understand there is uh there is a lot of research being done in ways to uh to better convert this and and manage these these type rhythms but uh, there's really not anything right now so um you know it, it, you can if you're just having one you're in the throes of one you can splash cold water on your face sometimes the shock of that will convert it uh you can do um uh cold towels uh you can do vagal procedures uh there there's really not anything right now that uh, that is actually treating it um usually the medications that they give you don't don't stop it well, there is one thing that people can do, though, and that is to go to your website and find out more about <laughs> Mended Hearts. So tell us a little bit about what you offer and of this important, important information and resource you provide. Oh, thank you. Yes, Mended Hearts. I, I love Mended Hearts. I was introduced to Mended Hearts when I had my first of five open heart surgeries. And uh, I was, you know, young and terrified. I had just turned 40, and I thought my life was over. And a gentleman came in and said he was from Mended Hearts. He had had surgery two years ago and was there to support me and answer any questions. And, oh, my gosh, it was like he'd thrown me a lifeline. You know, I was just uh, like a sponge. I wanted to know everything. And uh, so he helped me get through that and to, and helped me to know that there was life after a heart event and that you could live a normal life. And uh, that helped me so much. I was committed from that point on. I wanted to help other people. So we have trained volunteers who go in actually into the hospital uh, and and talk with patients. We've done over 185,000 visits face to face with patients. Uh, we also do uh, support for children for families of children born with congenital heart defects. Um, that's a trying time for them. So we we do family matching so that uh, their child, uh, if they have a particular um, uh, anomaly, then then we can match them up with parents who whose child has the same uh, deformity. So um, it, it's a wonderful program. But but Amended Hearts itself has been around since 1951. We've we've uh we've grown we've changed uh but we're still supporting patients and giving them hope um at the bedside that there is that there is life after heart surgery or a heart event and and of course it started out with with uh, just heart surgery but we we reach out to support patients with any kind of heart event um whether it be afib uh congestive heart failure um heart valve there's a, there's a lot in the news now about heart valve surgery so um you know there's there's just new things coming online all the time and we stay on top of that so that we can uh support our patients and and give them the information that they need and and working with their their uh, physicians it's a wonderful organization we've got uh, oh, over 21,000 members that just across sounds- the country 
Oh, I, 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 you are doing, you are doing wonderful work and so supportive. I could talk with you so much about this because this topic is, of course, incredibly important. And as we age, we have more issues yes. in this regard. Unfortunately, yes. though, I know Most you definitely. have other people you need to talk with. So I'm going I to ask do. you first off, please. <laughs> Please give us the website, and then in in a minute or less, any final thoughts you might have for our audience. Certainly. First of all, there's a great website to uh, that addresses PSVT, and it's called OutsmartPSVT.com. It has wonderful information. The Mended Hearts website is MendedHearts.org. Uh, we can connect you there. You can join the organization. The, the registration is free. Uh, you can get our newsletters, um, anything that we're doing across the country. There's probably a chapter in every state. Let's say you're in uh, – where, where are you located? Uh, I'm in Island. California. Um, you're in California. We have numerous chapters in cha- in California, uh, just about every state in the United States and in Canada. We have uh, uh, support groups who meet once a month and, and support our patients. It's a wonderful organization. I'm just I'm so blessed to be a part of it, and and I'm really grateful that you're addressing, uh, letting us talk about PSVT and the importance of learning the signs and symptoms of it and uh, being able to talk to your doctor and um, and get properly diagnosed. Well, Danette, speaking of grateful, I am so grateful for your time, this critically important information, and the work that you do that has affected so many. I wish you all the best, and again, thanks so much for telling us about Mended Hearts and the other various organizations you mentioned. Thank you and so for much. All I you appreciate you out there, you on the show. I Yes, and thank you, Danette. <laughs> uh, we really need to celebrate our precious bodies by keeping them as healthy and fit as we can. And remember, if you have any of these symptoms, be sure you check with your doctor. Go on that website, Mended Hearts, and uh, make sure that Donette keeps, in, keeps helping other people too. So it's a wonderful organization, and we want to support it. And while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.